1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The real football people understand that what I'm doing is playing to the strengths of our football team. And what I'm doing is I'm trying to make the decisions that I think are going to win us the game. That are going to win us the game. And... I'm ready to live with all that smoke that comes with it. This is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Monday morning after a wild Week 15 in the NFL. In fact, still four games to go. Just a piece of Week 15 in the books. The first game. Of course, with the Chiefs in charge on Thursday, the voice there, Brandon Staley, explaining himself after the game. Quite aggressive with not kicking field goals, going for fourth downs. It didn't work for him that night. The Chiefs win the game. Let's talk to Michael Lombardi about that and a lot more about Week 15. Joining us on the Roman Guest Line is Odyssey NFL insider Michael Lombardi. You can also hear Michael on the GM Shuffle, his weekly podcast available on the Odyssey app. Mike, we we have one of those weeks here where a lot of debate is going on about aggressive play calling for down decisions. Brandon Snow has kind of become the poster child for it. Do you feel we've gone too far in the NFL with coaches making the kinds of decisions Staley made on Thursday?
2: Well, I I think his decisions were were really reckless. I mean, uh, of the three, I think the one you could certainly say was was the right thing. But at the end of the half, you know, go in at halftime with the points. And, you know, when he says real football people understand what he's doing, the real football people that I talk to in the National Football League, they don't understand what he's doing. So I, I don't think it's fair for him to lump everybody into that category. And, you know, John Harbaugh's done it twice now, you know, and I think John Harbaugh's made a made a lot of mistakes in that area too because his team was moving the football at will on the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay never stopped them. Green Bay never stopped them. And so if you go into overtime and you win the toss – you might go right down the field and score and win a touchdown, win the game. But, you know, to go for it on a two-point play, it just takes it all to seem like it it doesn't seem like the odds are very good, and why do it? You have the best field goal kicker. You just stopped Aaron Rodgers the the series before you, sacked them twice. They had a score on that drive. Everybody in the building knew that when the Packers got the ball up 31-24, to that they better score points or else Baltimore's going to tie the game. I think it was just a mistake. I think the biggest mistake of all, guys, is the fact that everybody is is not account. Everybody thinks it's one for all, all for one. I think the game dictates the situation, and then you decide. Not not just look at the chart and say I'm going for two or I'm going for it on fourth down.
0: Michael, what we've heard a lot about from from these coaches is looking at the quarterback on the other side, and I think it's a fair point whether we're talking about Mahomes or Rodgers here. But in the situation yesterday, something I'd have to take a look at is that Packers defense. I know you have Huntley. I know you don't have your guy, Lamar. But the Packers, over the last four games, have allowed over 30 points per game, including last week to the Bears. You made my point. Like, if you win
2: yeah. the toss, you're going to go score. I mean, to me, when Green Bay went out there at 31-24, to 24, and you know all the betters that had Green Bay earlier in the week at, at at plus five at minus five and a half, you know they they knew you had a score because we were watching the game and Green Bay and Green Bay couldn't stop them. How many more hitches were they going to throw in front of Eric Stokes for seven yards? You know, <laughs> like seriously, like I'm watching the game, and so if I'm Matt Lafleur, who everybody thinks is all of a sudden, you know he's he's covered it. Mean, They never kept the quarterback in the pocket. They never controlled the pass rush. Even Troy Aikman said it. Finally, he said, well, they're not not controlled. They let the guy out of the pocket. They let him move the ball up and down the field on him. They never took away Mark Andrews. At what point were they going to double Mark Andrews in the game? Right? Like, seriously. So, like, why wouldn't you just kick the extra point, hopefully win the toss, and then score? Now, if he was aggressive when he won the toss, I get it. I get it. Because you don't want to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers in overtime. I get that. So I I would understand that. But why not live for another day?
1: Mike, the the one thing I keep coming back to is, you know, we've seen for years in in baseball analytics work. And I I think the reason they do is, is because the sample size is gigantic. It's 162 games. You keep doing the thing you think is right. It probably evens itself out, and you win more than you lose. Mike, football's not like that. There is now 16, now 17 games. Do you think the NFL, the game of football, the way the schedule is, sets up for it to work? Because even if you think you're doing the right thing, if it goes wrong, you could cost yourself two games. You miss the playoffs. I I just wonder if that's factored in, like how every game matters so much that maybe you have to recalibrate how aggressive you are.
2: I I think you do. I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, it's, it's the reality of the situation. Like, it's a playoff game. Brendan Staley was coaching in a playoff game the other night. It wasn't week three of the season. That's different. So you've got to manage it accordingly. Like, like Let's just take this for example. Harbaugh goes for it on fourth down, the opening drive of the game. Do you think those three points would have been important? Do you think those three points were important at the, in, in the game? Say he kicks those three points. He might win the game. He wins the game. He's, it's going to be 31-27. If he scores a touchdown, he wins the game on the final drive. Like Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about missing the points. Like, the, the object of football is to have the most points at the end of the day. So why not keep collecting points as you're going along? Like, what if we, we've lost our minds? Collect the points. It's the first quarter. In the fourth quarter, I get it. In the first quarter, keep collecting points. The game hasn't gotten away from you yet. So if Green Bay scores and makes it 7-3, okay, fine. We'll come back and score again. But why not? You're you're first and goal, you're, you had three chances from inside the five. You didn't get a yard.
1: Kick
0: it. Michael, Cliff Kingsbury fading this morning in the coach of the year race. Uh, Detroit, they don't have Swift. They don't have Hawkinson coming off a bad loss at Denver, 13-point underdogs, and they pull off the big upset over Arizona. Couldn't get anything going offensively. Cardinals' first road loss of of the season. So uh, all year long we've been talking about how the NFC, you have those top three teams, and then it seems to be everywhere else. I'm wondering, should we keep Arizona in that conversation with one of the top three teams in the NFC?
2: Well, I don't think they are. I think they're a really good, bad team. You know, they can't stop the run. I mean, they can't stop the run. And, and let's be real honest here. Nobody wants to talk about it. But Kyler Murray, he doesn't run the ball anymore. You know, Kyler Murray's average is 3.9 yards a carry. Did you know that? I mean, last year he was at 6.5. You know, since the injury, Kyler Murray hasn't been able to really They don't run the ball with him. That's part of his game he's got to be able to run the ball and their offense and he hasn't played to the level. We're talking about him being Lamar Jackson, being an MVP candidate. I mean, it's like ridiculous. There's no, there's, he hasn't played to that level. And I think that that's just been, that's been part of the problem with Arizona. Now, in fairness, you know, when he doesn't have Hopkins on the field, it's, it's an issue, but you know, some of the decisions he's making with the football and his lack of ability to run the ball, people are making him play quarterback in the pocket. And when you make Murray play quarterback in the pocket, it's not as good as when he can move around and make great throws. So, you know, I, I think it's just something you got to look at, and 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 that's part of the reason. And then they can't stop the run, and when you can't stop the run, bad teams become good against you.
1: Mike Lombardi, Odyssey NFL Insider, joining us here. Mike, the other uh, top NFC team to have a struggle yesterday was Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They get shut out by the New Orleans Saints last night. This has now been four times since Tom Brady got to Tampa Bay, this is happening in the States. They did beat him in the playoff game, but four regular season games, it's been a very difficult, it's been a slog. I mean, they can't move the football, they can't score. Is there something Dennis Allen is doing that you're seeing, that the Saints defense doing, that other teams can copycat? Or was that more just last night about the injuries? What, what happened in your mind with the uh, Bucks last night?
2: Well, I, I think that's just a perfect example of, of you have to understand who Tom Brady is, right? Tom Brady, and this is why I think Aaron Rodgers is the MBT and as much as I love Tom Brady and as much as I'm appreciative of him giving me two Super Bowl rings for his unbelievable play when I worked at New England, I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league. And I think it is because Aaron Rodgers plays around. It doesn't matter who, the, who you put around him. He ends up making everybody better. Whereas, whereas Brady, once Evans went out, once Godwin went out, he, he's not comfortable throwing the ball to people. You have to understand Brady is built about trust. He's got to trust what the receivers are going to do. He's got to trust where you're going to be on the field. And when he doesn't have that trust because he hasn't had a lot of reps with you, you don't, he does, it just doesn't work. And I think their pass rush, I think they're able to rush him. He knows they can get there. They don't have to blitz. They rush for. They put pressure on him. And last night, you know, if they take away Gronk, who was he going to throw the ball to that he relied on? I think that was the big issue.
0: San Francisco now they've won five of their last six games I mean entering yesterday Jimmy G uh since week eight he's fourth best QBR in the NFL they go 7.1 yards per play against Atlanta their defense stepped up in some big uh spots against the Falcons so uh we, we ready for Trey Lance next week
2: <laughs> yeah where is all those Trey Lance people that you know I mean this is what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo is Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have value in the offseason And it's probably going to be more – it's going to be valiant to teams in the league, and it's also going to be valued to the 49ers, because how are you going to get rid of the guy that's having a sensational year? Nobody wants to give him credit for having a good year. Like, it's like, oh, Jimmy's not any good. You know, he averages 8.3 yards per attempt. Is that good? You know, he's only thrown three interceptions over this win streak, you know? I mean, everybody, Brady throws interceptions, but when Garoppolo throws them, oh, my God, we need Trey Lance in the game. I mean, it's really unfair for Garoppolo. Garoppolo has played well for him. I mean, he's a kid that took the team to a Super Bowl while they ran the ball. No, he played really well the Super Bowl year, and he's playing really well right now. He's the best quarterback they have on that team, and he'll be the best quarterback they have on that team next year.
0: Eight, Eight and six right now for San Francisco. Uh, trending up, again, 7.1 yards per play yesterday. I know Atlanta doesn't have a great defense, but that's impressive. We've been seeing that a lot from San Francisco. Uh, Do you think they're a threat in the playoffs?
2: Yeah, I do, especially the way they're playing. You know, I mean, if they can keep Samuel healthy, if they can keep Kittle healthy, and if Garoppolo continues to play at this level, yeah, I certainly think they can. You know, they have balance. They can run the ball. They can make big plays. And defensively, their defensive front's playing really well. Just ask Matt Ryan. I mean, poor Matt Ryan took a beating yesterday.
1: Mike, do you think the NFL made the right decision this weekend to postpone the three games? Browns, Raiders will be tonight, and then the two tomorrow, including Eagles and Washington. It's pretty clear the Eagles are pretty frustrated how this whole thing went down. you think Goodell made the right decision here?
2: Well, I think this. I think, you know, when they came out and said they weren't going to move games, you know, that they were going to postpone games, that they were going to forfeit, the players weren't going to get paid. And, I, and I, I think that's wrong. I think the players need to get paid. And so I'm all for the payers, players getting paid. I'm also for, you know, making sure there's some compliance within the rules. And I think that that's the delicate balance that the league had. So, you know, in in, in the spirit of the, making sure the payers, players get their compensation, I was okay
0: with it. Uh, Michael, I want to go back to uh, Saturday night. Mac Jones' first road loss of his career – Uh, Colts win by 10. Uh, What were your takeaways from Indy New England?
2: Uh, I mean, I think it was uh, a situation where we might see this game again. I mean, you know, Indy was able to to, uh, get the lead, but I thought Mac Jones was really good in the game leading the team back. I mean, anybody who doesn't think Mac Jones is going to be an elite player didn't watch that game last night on Saturday night. I mean, he was sensational. His accuracy was unbelievable. And they did some uncharacteristic pay-through things. I mean, early in the game, You know, they throw the deep pass to Kobe Myers. He catches that ball nine out of ten times, and he dropped it. You know, And, and they got off to a slow start. They looked like a team coming off a bye that wasn't ready to play. And I think Indianapolis took advantage of it. But when the game got tight and Wentz started to play like Wentz is always capable of doing, things got tight. And if Hightower makes that tackle in the hole on Taylor, it's going to be interesting what the third down call is going to be from Frank Wright because if the ball got punted back there to New England New England was either going to tie the game or win the game.
1: Mike, tonight we get two Monday Night Football games, or at least one Monday afternoon game, and then a Monday Night Football game. Let's we'll start with the uh, the earlier one, Browns and Raiders. This line has jumped around so much because we're not sure who's going to be in. We just got some breaking news. I saw Tom Pelissero said both Case Keenum and Baker Mayfield are out tonight. They did not test negative. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like Nick Mullins, the quarterback tonight for the Browns. Uh, what do you make of this game? Do you, do you give the Browns a chance to win even without their quarterbacks, or is this a Raiders night?
2: Uh, I mean, this is. I mean, this should be a night the Raiders uh, should win. I mean, Nick Mullen, You know, they're going to put him in there. That's going to be a hard game for Nick Mullen to play in. And uh, I mean, the Browns' defense is going to have to do the job. And and all the Raiders can't do. The Raiders don't turn this ball over. They should win. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that number start sliding down. I think that number was predicated on the fact that they were all going to play. And I think if you like the, I think if you like the, the, uh, if you like the Raiders. Just wait, Circuit went, I mean, circuit book went down to one and a half now, so it's going to continue to go down before long. It'll end up being, Las Vegas will be the favorite by kickoff tonight, so if you like that number, you better take it.
0: Uh, Michael, less than a minute left, Bears-Vikings later, this line's now six and a half. Everyone in the Bears secondary is on the COVID list. It sounds like Sean Desai, defensive coordinator, he'll be back. No Bill Lazor, any thoughts on Minnesota-Chicago?
2: I mean, Minnesota always has a hard time in Chicago. I'm surprised this yeah. line is getting as much action as it is. And, but you know, I mean, I do think that that uh, if you wait, this might get to seven. I think Minnesota, based on the situation, especially if Hicks doesn't play, which it sounds like he won't. I mean, the you know, and if they can block, if they if they can block Robert Quinn, you know, Kirk Cousins should have a big day on national TV. But those two things typically don't go together. <laughs>
1: I know. No, they don't. Mike, we appreciate you hopping on. That was Mike Lombardi on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. We'll give you an update on the line movement. Browns and Raiders, both quarterbacks, have not tested back into the game. And we'll look at the AFC as a whole, a potential Super Bowl sleeper. Joe might have it. We'll hit that next. BeckQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.